Hello there, my name is Jeff, and welcome to episode 37 of the Game Sharks podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, new equipment. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo. We have a new table for podcasting. We a got new old table. New old table. We got mic stands for everyone. Tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a picture. Let's see. Back here. Andrew, scoot in. But his mic stand allows him to go so far. But <laughs> your butt <laughs> made it trying smell to get closer to the table. Spin more. Oh, come on. Get in there. That's good enough. <laughs> all right, that's going to be the Instagram picture for the week. All yeah, right, we got... Scoot all the way back. So, yeah, we uh we got some new new things down here in the Game Sharks basement. And uh, I think it's going to be good for everyone. People are going to have less painful backs. And, uh, yeah, this might be the first episode we've recorded where my posture is actually perfectly straight. Wow. Yeah, this is well, my posture is never uncomfortable, good. but it's better than before. Did you say it's, un- oh, it's, <laughs> it's uncomfortable how straight your back yeah. is? <laughs> well, you can change that. Uh, These still allow you to slouch, Derek. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just watched Derek <laughs> slouch. Uh, anyways, and video games. Joining to me today is Adam. Hello. Derek. Hello. And Andrew. Hi. Welcome, gentlemen. Uh, so we got some pretty cool news. It was pretty light for the first, uh, four or of the last six days. We were recording on Wednesday this week. Uh, then all of a sudden, and we got a couple real hot bangers in a row. Uh, so we're going to basically everything that I have here is from the last uh, two days. <laughs> two days. Yeah. So we're going to go through that and we're going to, we haven't talked about what we've been playing lately. I think a lot of us have played some new things over the last couple weeks. So we're going to delve into what games we've been playing and what we've been enjoying lately. So no main topic this week. We're going to have a bit of a a lighter episode. It's going to be kind of nice. Uh, go upstairs and relax when we're done recording here. But let's start with not emails because no one sent it to an email. Let's start with news. So yesterday I got a text from my brother and it was a YouTube link. And every, whenever that happens, it's usually something either a movie trailer or something video game related and it read hyrule warriors age of calamity and i was like oh no what are they doing now hyrule warriors oh yes hyrule warriors was is not a bad game i I thought it was pretty okay uh but when i watched the trailer for this nintendo just shadow dropped this trailer for uh, hyrule warriors age of calamity which is a hyrule warriors game that with the same exact art style as breath of the wild and it is a prequel to breath of the wild and it's the events that lead up to link being put to sleep for a hundred years and zelda sacrificing herself and all of the uh champions dying yeah i think there it's in and the same engine as well yeah it looks like it plays exactly like breath of the wild so i got so excited when i saw this i'm very excited for this uh it looks really cool i i thought um the original Hyrule Warriors was fine. I think Musou games are fine as a concept, but the fact that this is a very story-driven game mm-hmm. with a purpose that it's kind of... It's seeming like Breath of the Wild, if Breath of the Wild 2 is the last one, is going to be a trilogy where you play these three games and it tells one grand story over three games, which is something Zelda's never really done. Unless you count I feel uh, like, Wind Waker. Yeah, Wind Waker has the sequels, which uh, are probably the most in the same universe. But uh, the, they're not like... St- that connected story wise. I don't. Right? I, I don't. don't think they are technically canonically a trilogy. Yeah, canonically a trilogy. Yeah, but like they're all separate adventures. Where from what it seems, this is going to tell a singular story across right. three Which games now. Begins with what happens in Age of Calamity. Right? Yes, and I, 
I've always wanted them to to explore this time period. Mm. Um, and as someone who has put hundreds of hours into Hyrule Warriors, I'm very really? excited for this. Yes, you have. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you were such a big Hyrule Warriors fan. I never played the first one. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hyrule Warriors fan is not really what I describe myself. I would just say... Are you a I Dynasty have, Warriors fan? <laughs> I have put hundreds of hours into Hyrule Warriors. You're a Zelda loyalist? Am I a fan? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, no, but I, I still really enjoy it. Um, it was mostly last summer when I wasn't playing anything else and I was really bored, so I decided I was just going to grind the hell out of that game. Uh, I also put a lot of time into it when it first came out for the Wii U, so collectively, hundreds. Uh, but the combination of this gameplay style and the the time period and story of Breath of the Wild is perfect. Mm. Uh, we also got in this announcement the fact that they were basically saying, hey, we're still working hard on Breath of the Wild 2. It's not quite ready, so uh, don't get your hopes up. But in the meantime... It has a release date of November 20th. 20th? Yep. It's not too far off. So, yeah, that's only about two months away, which is pretty sweet. Uh, is this a, a definite play for all of us here? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm going to get it. Like, I wasn't a huge fan of the idea of Hyrule Warriors. I thought it was like a, a cool little mashup with Dynasty Warriors, but like not something I would like really want to play. But I do think, kind of like what you mentioned, like linking it into huh. the story. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I thought oh, it was God. good. You said it. I did say it, but that was accidental. So yeah, linking this in with the story of Breath of the Wild and turning into the prequel, I think just makes it better than it could have been if it had just been a Hyrule Warriors sequel. Yeah. So I think it was a really smart decision to make another one of these games, but combine it with the most like arguably the most popular Zelda game there's ever been. Mm. I, and I think the fact that it is identical visually to Breath of the Wild and uh, it's it looks like it's de- like in the Breath of the Wild engine itself just really it just makes it so exciting because it, it looks exactly like that original game, but it plays like Hyrule Warriors where mm-hmm. there's stuff of Link fighting off hundreds of Moblins. Um, and it's cool because we're going to get to see the champions at their prime all fighting yes. together and just like... These games, the Muso style games, uh, Dynasty Warrior style games, are such power trips, and it's cool to see, we're gonna see the these characters at the height of their power. They're yeah. unstoppable forces, you know, taking down giant monsters. Whereas in Breath of the Wild, it's kind of Link starting from scratch and regaining his ability to take on larger groups of enemies. But like, this is gonna be top strength Link, and uh, obviously you're gonna play as all the champions and Zelda. We saw gameplay footage of all of them. Uh, and, uh, doing it sounded stuff. like they have the same voice actors too. Yeah, it looks like uh, everything across the board is going to be the same. I'm wondering, remember when we heard that rumor? Uh, it was a, uh, I think it was a Mexican podcast uh, where they had the Spanish voice actors for Zelda and Link on, and they were interviewing them, and they were like, yeah, we just finished all the all the voice lines for the next Breath of the Wild game. I wonder if this is what they were talking about. Uh, and st- and yeah, like they weren't maybe. talking about Breath of the Wild 2. They were talking about this game. Yeah, that's what maybe. I'm wondering. Mm. Uh, it's definitely possible because that lines up much better than if it, they were talking about Breath right, of the and, Wild 2. And voice actors, don't they don't always like They don't know, know what they're doing. They're just, hey, we need you to come in. They might have done both Age of Calamity and some stuff for, for Breath of the Wild, yeah. Wild 2, whatever. But yeah, th- I well, bet that was definitely what they 
were meaning. Like, yeah, we just finished the next game in the Breath of the Wild universe. Yeah, like Xander Mobus. When they have Xander Mobus come and do the Smash announcer clips, they just give him a list of a bunch of characters. Oh, so he doesn't know which one Yeah, so he doesn't know who's actually in the game or not. So, like, in Smash 4, they were giving him stuff like, you know, Ridley, Geno, all that jazz. Oh, I didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah. Interesting. Does that does those files exist anywhere online? Can you like find them or is uh, this deep in Nintendo's vaults? I I don't know. I think it was just he said it in an interview. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So yeah, this seems like it's gonna be a must yeah. play. Honestly, might be the game I'm most excited for now for the rest yeah, of the year. C- currently, it's up on my radar, but this kind of like makes me think more about what the plot for two is gonna be because now they're like showing us how the calamity kind of started out mm. before we fight it full on in Breath of the Wild. So I'm a little more convinced that like what we saw from the one trail we got so far, I think whatever that thing is that looks like Ganon in the basement, it's got to be the source of it. Like, yeah. The actual like, like original. Yeah. Ganon's true body or whatever. Yeah. Maybe this game will kind of give some hints as to, you know. Exactly what, what exactly Yeah. Maybe Calamity Ganon isn't the full. And final form. Final and, I, and, and I think Hyrule Warriors is kind of the perfect vessel to to do that in because yeah. the from what we know, we already explored a little bit of the story in Breath of the Wild itself, so I don't think that the events here would necessarily need to be a full-length game. Mm. So I think having them in a, in a more bite-sized package with, with Hyrule Warriors and just uh, using that gameplay style to tell its story. Oh, plus, really cool. uh, we did see footage, like, very briefly of one of the Divine Beasts, like, before they got yeah, controlled. Yeah, I wonder if you'll get to control them. I really hope so, because how fun would that be, just mowing things down? Just like a Megazord yeah. moment? <laughs> I guarantee cool. you each one of the four champions has some form of using the Divine Beast in their movesets. I wouldn't be surprised. Do you think Link's Divine Beast, which is just that motorcycle, the Master Cycle, is going to come back? Yes. Yeah. Could be. 100%. Hyrule Warriors has a lot of different random and sometimes pretty kooky weapons uh, that they use, so I think the motorcycle is absolutely going to show up. Sweet. Uh, I we know that this game is gonna have like a depressing ending because all the champions yeah, are right? dead. Yeah, Zelda's captured. Link gets put to sleep for a hundred years. So I think we're going to see like how she does it because it. She, like, oh, the, absolutely. Fi- the final part of that trail is just her saying how she has to hold it back. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna. I think it's gonna lead up to like immediately the end of Breath of the Wild, or like uh, the beginning of Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Uh, which or at least the beginning of the hundred years. Which means I might have yeah, to. They're re- gonna pull a, a Rogue One on us, where like the final minutes of Rogue One are just the opening scene to A New Hope. I don't think it is. I think it's. Isn't there time between that? Nope. Because he no. hands off. It's li- it's literally seconds. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought there was like a little bit of distance between the two. Nope. Like literally well, seconds. I. It's like. They make the jump, and then Darth Vader makes the jump, and they suck. Yeah. yeah, like the the opening minutes is basically just after they like Darth Vader's made the jump in their ship. Yeah, Leia's face went from being really wonky to real in in matter of seconds. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm super excited about this game, and I if it perfectly ends at the point where it's the beginning of Breath of the Wild, I might just go right into playing Breath of the Wild after as like a winter time game. Mm. Why not? Yeah, why? No. It also continues the trend of Nintendo shadow dropping shit. Yeah, remember a couple weeks ago we were thinking, what are we going to play? And now we're getting Pikmin and we're getting the Mario 3D collection and we're getting and this we're all getting before this. November. Like, this mm-hmm. is kind of this is kind of more fun than actually having a direct. See, I like this. People are complaining that, oh, where's the direct? I need all these announcements, but I love them just it's like Andrew walking through my lab at work and being like, "Did you see this crazy thing?" And, no. And this crazy thing is just on YouTube now, and it's coming in two months, you know? I yeah. like that. 
Yeah, it's definitely better than saying, oh, here's this game you want to play. Oh, but you got to wait three years. Yeah. I... I heard think, like the fact that Metroid Prime Four has switched developers three times in the last three years. Yeah, we don't talk about that. I, I, I mean, yeah. some of the more recent news stories have been promising. They seem to have been picking up developers. So maybe in five years we'll get it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say, Derek? I was gonna say I feel like it's it. It was a little jarring because we were so used to the E three format of things. But I I wouldn't be surprised if they stick with this in the future, where they just announce things a couple months beforehand and we won't be doing this next next fall or next summer we won't be like what's N- nintendo gonna where's have the, yeah where's where their big thing nothing's announced we're just gonna be like okay we're probably gonna get like we just fin- got our summer game for nintendo okay what's what's our we're gonna be like speculating all right what are they gonna announce soon and we still yeah. have a game a month we have um we have super we mario have for this mario. month we got pikmin for next month we have this uh or hyrule warriors for november mm-hmm. So it's seeming like they're gonna keep rolling them out at a pretty regular pace, which is exciting. And yeah. you you get to keep stay excited for what's in front of you as opposed to looking way out into the future, looking longly at something like Metroid R- Prime Four, or, which yeah. we're never. It's like I wish I didn't know that that was happening. You know, and it's it's it kind be of so a much feeling, of a better surprise. Yeah, it's a kind of a good feeling to know that when we finally get something with for Breath of the Wild Two, it could be. A month or two away, right? Yeah, which and it'll cool. be it'll be done. There'll be no delays. Yeah, no prom, yeah. no like broken promises. It'll just be a finished game, and they'll announce it when it's ready. <sighs> see, I'm happy that this is the future of games and not for Nintendo. At least for Nintendo, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of why we appreciated like. It's uh, kind of why we think we appreciated Team Cherry and Hollow Knight so much. Cause, like they're saying for Silk Sign, like yeah, guys, it's we'll give it to you when it matches Hollow Knight. Like they're not going to give us anything until this game is ready. And yep. you got to respect that. Yeah, and they said that what uh, over a year ago, uh, and we have yeah. no updates on when it's coming out. But I'm just I mean, patiently three, waiting. Three people in the pandemic, so I get it. But yeah, I'm not upset. I'm no, yeah, patiently waiting. Um, all right, cool. Speaking of shadow drops, we now know the price and release dates and a lot of the specs for both the Xbox Series S and the Xbox yeah. Series X. So your on, move, Sony. On Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? Was it yesterday that there was a leak? Yeah, yesterday. Tuesday morning. There was, was a early, early yesterday Tuesday. was super Tuesday. early. Yeah, super early morning. There was a leak with a bunch of information about the Xbox Series S, and what was a couple hours later, Microsoft just tweeted out and they just said, "Let's make it official: Xbox Series S next gen platform in the smallest Xbox ever." And then three ninety nine, uh, and they're like, "We're gonna share more soon." Wait, so they just the tweeted. That. I thought it was two ninety nine. Yeah. Sorry, two ninety nine. It costs as much as the Switch. It's three hundred. Yeah, which is so cheap to get into next gen gaming. So you're just like, whoa, it's crazy. And it's apparently a very small, small box, which is pretty. It compared to everything else that's coming out with the, we've seen the Series X and we've seen what the PS Five yeah. looks like, and they're they're giant. So to have this be smaller than any of the Xboxes that have come out previous is, it's pretty cool. Uh, so we were just waiting for them to give us more information when they made a big announcement today was that today yeah it was today. today they just tweeted out and the tweet says this is the tweet <laughs> dot 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 <laughs> xbox series x 499 xbox series s 299 release date november 10th so we now know from a single tweet by microsoft or by xbox the prices of the two new consoles they're coming out on the same day, on November 10th, 
and pre-orders start on September 22nd. We got all that from that single tweet. And yeah, imagine. So yeah, your move, Sony. <laughs> yeah, Sony balls in their court. Uh, so there before were, we compare it yeah. to Sony, let's talk about because uh, we got specs and information oh, yeah, about. Yeah. Uh, the boxes as well exactly what is the difference between the two systems so the series s is smaller there's no disk drive yeah uh and it has 512 gigs of storage yep those things are new uh uh, it can run at 1440p 60 frames a second yeah so directly from xbox you get the service where you can pay 20 bucks a month for the s 30 bucks a month for the x for two years it comes with game pass for those or game pass ultimate for those two years and after those two years you own the console wow so it's a very easy way to get in and then you have game pass so you have so many games that you can be playing granted they're not all new the best games but when microsoft first party games will come like this gears tactics is coming on launch day now we know Mm. Uh, whenever Halo Infinite finally comes out, you'll get that for free because you already have the Game Pass as that payment. Uh, so yeah, this is kind of crazy and very sudden. No fanfare, no crazy big announcement video or live stream of any kind. It's just a tweet saying, "Here it is. Here's the information." Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are your all it takes? What are your thoughts, Derek? Uh, so I think the. The specs of the S, at first I was like, hmm, yeah, I don't know. But then I guess the specs of the S, uh, they said it has a pretty similar CPU to the Series X. Mm -hmm. It's just the GPU that's less powerful. So um, it's most likely that, yeah, like you're going to like games aren't going to be running worse on this console like the, compared to like maybe the the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 4 Pro like PlayStation 4 does not run games like Dante's playing Ghost of Tsushima he stopped playing Ghost of Tsushima because of how bad Ghost of Tsushima runs on a base PS4 yeah um so really? there's not I didn't be really like, notice a lot of problems on mine uh, he's he said he's having a lot it could just be he has an old his PS4 is just maybe slowly dying but um so yeah like there's so there's not going to be like that gap and that makes that 290 that 299 price very very interesting yes um especially for someone like me who's like i don't want to play games in 4k on my xbox because i can play games in 4k on my pc Mm -hmm. but if i like you know want to have a separate setup for just like my xbox or whatever like i can buy that tiny little thing for 300 bucks and i've got my little game pass machine yeah or whatever like that's super super cool i think for what they're offering for the price they're offering and the fact that if you buy it uh in the service which there's no interest rate or anything it's right it, you just it's you're 20, just paying the price back for the uh, next, yeah you and you get the game pass yeah it's it's a game pass machine i i my brother-in-law recently was talking about how he was looking into getting an xbox one and i said wait yeah uh just wait to see what this smaller xbox is now we know it's the series s and this is going to be so perfect for him it's cheap he just hooks it up to his TV. If he does it through the the payback system, he has Game Pass, and there's tons and tons of games for him to play. Hundreds he'll, of games. And he'll get the Call of Duties. You know, he'll do the the standard games. He's not a huge gamer. He's yeah. a very very casual gamer. This is so perfect for the casual gamer. If if you're someone who 
likes to play Call of Duties or the sports games, and that's it. Grand Theft Auto. There's so many people. Tony Hawk. There's yeah. so many people in the world that just played those kinds of games. This is the absolute perfect system for you. You hear that, Steve? This is for you. The the big announcement too is that they in. Does it come with Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate? You know? Ultimate. It do, yeah. So EA, the EA service, is now in that. So if you are that person that plays FIFA and Madden and NHL or NBA or whatever, that is now included. You just get that with your Xbox, and you get. I think I don't think the latest title goes on, but like it goes on pretty quickly on EA's plays EA's play service. Yeah. So like that's going to be huge. Yeah, I think with everything they announced with the Series S, and also, it looks clean as hell. There's this weird, like, big dot on the middle of it. It's a fan. It's ventilation. A lot of people seem to think it's a speaker. Right, it looks like a speaker. Uh, (laughs) It is not a speaker. But I don't know. They they just nailed this, I feel. Yeah. The price, the design, what it comes with, the payback system, including Game Pass Ultimate with that. It's it's The only downside is the size of the hard drive. But that, especially seeing as it's a diskless system. But if you're a if you're a gamer in the 2010s already, you probably have an external hard drive. You but for the casual gamer that this is aimed at, That's they're true. gonna buy it and they're gonna buy two or three games and be wait a second, my hard drive's filled. What does that mean? You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and they probably even, play will play games so infrequently that they can just delete whatever they're not playing at the time. Right. With Game Pass, you don't you don't buy the game, so you don't feel like that like. Like, ooh, I bought that attachment, this. Yeah. I should keep it on my hard drive. Like, you can just download Halo, and when you're done, you just delete it. Yeah. And if you want to play it again, you just re-download it. Like, I for some, yeah, I mean, for some people with internet speeds, that might not be as feasible, but like, it, modern, you know, in the modern day, that's pretty awesome. And the fact that in like today's 2020 world, mm-hmm. the entry fee is twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Huge. Sorry, it's twenty five for five and thirty five per uh, month for the S and X respectively. Like that's, I still like that a lot more than having to like suddenly drop uh, you know a few hundred dollars yeah. just at a time. Um, yeah, this is absolutely crazy. I think Xbox one hundred percent nailed it. Uh, I hope this helps them succeed because they honestly deserve it with something like this. Yeah, this they're pulling kind of, out all the stops. This everything, is kind of the future of gaming, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. I think everything that Xbox is doing makes me want to root for them and almost makes me want to buy the console, but I just don't like any of the Xbox exclusives. Yeah. And I'm definitely not buying both uh, an Xbox and a PS5, so... Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm torn now. I've recently been really enjoying just playing games on my TV as opposed to my um as my PC. Like booting up my PC and sitting just in front of my sc- uh computer screens isn't as enjoyable as sitting on the couch and Allison's next to me playing the Switch or watching something. So we're like kind of hanging out, but also I'm playing a game. Like I did that for a large majority right. of Ghost of Tsushima. She loves watching me play Persona 5. It's some of her favorite music ever now. <laughs> she, Me too. She requests that we play Persona 5 music on Saturday mornings because I used to play the game on Saturday mornings while she was drinking her coffee and whatnot, and she just loves that music. Um, so I don't know. This is really appealing to me. If I just paid 25 bucks a month to have – I would get the S because I don't – Right, yeah. I personally don't need the X. And the X is there for those people who want the highest of high-end stuff. 
like uh, my buddy Corey Jalbert. He's absolutely going to buy the X because he's he's an Xbox diehard fan and he wants the best of the best. He's a big tech guy. So the X is for people like him and they will sell plenty of the X's. But I think when you walk into a store or like if a parent's going to walk into a store and they want the next new next gen console and it's up to the GameStop employee if they still have their jobs going forward in the future but you get the idea whoever's selling these consoles and they say okay explain the difference between the xbox and the playstation uh, they're gonna give them the breakdown and i feel like we don't know fully about playstation yet pricing release date any of that stuff but i find it nearly impossible for them to match the deal and the value that the s seems to be the series s um so one of the things that was brought up uh that i saw was would be interesting it could be possible that retailers might not carry or will carry less of the s's and the discless ps4 mm-hmm. because if PS5. gamestop sells an s to someone that's the last thing they sell them yeah because they're not going to sell them any physical games that's right like mi- like maybe unless it's a kid and they come in and buy game cards or you like yeah you you you've lost that consumer so there's going to be that fight that we're going to start um seeing soon well, that's a good point yeah and i mean the gamestop definitely desperately needs their consumers yeah remember that uh that whole four store plan we talked about yeah. earlier in the year <laughs> man that would have been Oops. cool it would have been really cool and then uh you know a pandemic happened um yeah i'm super hyped for xbox right now i think they're absolutely killing it the yeah. only the biggest yeah. problem here is the lack of first party games and that's yeah, um, that's the big one for me. That's pretty much the only thing keeping me at with Sony right now. Like I'm gonna buy a PS5 because there's so many games that I can only play on the PlayStation Five that I'm gonna want. Yeah, and I want that for Xbox, but right now yeah. it's not there. You know, so um, I've got a conspiracy theory. Okay, give it to me. I think it's possible that Microsoft paid developers to delay their games to November so that the Xbox would have more launch titles okay so this goes along with assassin's creed uh and watchdogs valhalla watchdogs 2 mm-hmm. both got bumped up to be released on november 10th <laughs> uh, yeah uh mm. slightly wait is it november 10th or 20th no 10th. 10th okay so it's 10 days before the the new xboxes right no the xbox no. comes out xbox is on the 10th it's the same oh day. it's on the 10th yeah yeah originally okay. i think the date was like the 20th or something that's Val- right. Valhalla yeah. was the 17th. 17th, right. Yeah. So it okay. got moved up uh, a whole week. Uh, what's it called? The Zelda game we were just talking about was the Age 20th. of Calamity. Right. Uh, okay. So, yeah, it's going to release the same exact day. So now, is Assassin's Creed Valhalla part of the EA thing, which is now bundled with Game Pass? So no, that's Ubisoft. Wrong developers. Ubisoft. Ubisoft you're right. Yep. Okay. Because that would have been... <laughs> yeah. That would have been huge. It, yeah. So you can buy an Xbox Series X or S on... November 10th and walk home with Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So will you be able to play Watch Dogs through and Game Pass? No, that's also Ubisoft. What day does... <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> when does um, Black Ops come out? Is that the, also the 10th? Uh, uh, I don't know. Let me look. <laughs> I don't know. Black is it? Because <laughs> if it is, I think, I I'm, I, think I'm on board. Your well, because I was theory. watching all of the footage of it today. November 13th, so it's... That's the Friday. Three, it's three days. Three so yeah, days the, the weir- a weird thing is the console's coming out on a Tuesday. Yeah. Which is very out of the blue. But yeah, three days later, you'll be able to play. So they're getting their console out to release the same day as... Valhalla and Watch Dogs. And then three three days days later, Call Call of Duty and Cyberpunk. Oh yeah, Cyberpunk's that same day too. So you're going to be able to play all of these games on the new system, which is 
huge. So you have to imagine Sony's going to come out. Sony either has to release day? it. Sony has to release it the same week. Or before? Yeah, right? I they, feel their like... Their hand is so... Vo- that's such a Sony, good theory this, that they were like getting... Xbox was getting these... At this these point, cons- Sony so has also, to release it either the 10th yeah. or the 13th or sometime in between. It's gotta be, Because yeah. if you just give Xbox, you know, the chance to play, like, all of these AAA blockbusters... Right away. To, like, potentially one, two weeks prior, then yeah. that's gonna yeah. flock a lot of people over. I feel like there's just enough people on the fence between Xbox and PlayStation. There's so many people who aren't brand loyal. Right. They're just like, I want whatever the best is for me. I don't care about my friends list. I just want to play all these great single-player games. Yeah, this one comes out first? All right, This one, it. I can play Assassin's Creed on this one and not the other one? All right, this one it is. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. This this week went from being so boring to so <laughs> interesting. Oh, I love it. Huh. Okay. Yeah, Cyberpunk is also uh, November 13th. Yep. Yeah. But that's coming out in like 2022, right? <laughs> uh, haha, Cyberpunk no, joke. They got paid by Microsoft to, to move their it. release date till November. I wonder if it was something in their minds <laughs> and there was a persuasion from Microsoft to push them over the edge and be like, hey, by the way, we'll give you. Well, it, like, there's like little, th- like, Codemasters just delayed Dirt 5. They just said, yeah, Dirt 5's delayed. It's going to be, it was originally coming out in October. It's going to be November now. They announced yesterday. It's November tenth. No. Yeah. Well, you know I think there's something to this. You know what game recently got added to Game Pass and also was recently deva- delayed till November? The new Destiny expansion. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely something going on in there. <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe Microsoft didn't even have to pay them. If I were a game company, I would probably want my game to launch with the next gen consoles too. I also so agree do you with think- that. <laughs> So, but it's not as fun to think about. What is, the, <laughs> what is the probability of the PS5 coming out the same day? Do you think that's something that will happen, or is that just insanity? I think we'll find out tomorrow. Tomorrow? There, yeah. are, there was. I heard there was rumors of a PS5 event for today. today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I think they probably moved it to tomorrow. Yeah, they have to respond. I mean, yeah, yeah with with. I mean, time, it was, it's just been a giant game of chicken for yeah. the last six months. And now Xbox went, yeah. but Xbox going first, I felt like was in their advantage here because there's no like, yeah, they could probably. I project the PS5 probably maybe the discless version to match the Series X, and then yeah, maybe like, fifty bucks more. For they're the, already very realistic the, prices. Like this is just about what I expected. Yeah, in, for no, price. You think range. the no, discless, no the discless, discless version will be the same price as the Series X? I do. Absolutely I, not. I think it'll be a hundred dollars less. You think it'll be a hundred? You think it'll be four hundred dollars? Three ninety nine. Yeah, and the and yeah, the and regular the, PS5 the regular will, be, will be the same price as the Series. X. Oh, so I, I, I'm see, in that same camp. I think there's going to be a fifty dollar gap between the two, not a hundred dollar gap. Oh, that's even worse. because so, the only difference between those is the disc drive. But it, when you buy the discless PS4, you have to buy all of your games through Sony's store, which they take so a cut off gonna the top. Be, they're going to be getting so they're more, appling us. They're appling us. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Sony of a bitch. I mean, Microsoft's doing the same thing. Oh. <laughs> Write it down. That was a good, good one. fun. I feel like 90% of our episode titles. Hey, man, are. I'm funny. <laughs> it's, you got to give it to him. Yes. Um, all right. Yeah, this is so cool. Oh, I can't buy an Xbox. <laughs> oh, I have a PC. Oh, maybe. We'll see. I got what? Today's the ninth. I got 13 days to decide if I want to pre-order it. Yeah, right. 22nd, they <laughs> said, is the pre-order date. Well, wait, wait and see what Sony says. Also, I'm glad that the pre-order date is like two weeks from now. Yeah. yeah it's, instead they of, announced it and the pre-orders are coming. Instead of the switch, where it was literally 12 hours later. Yeah. 
Um, all right, exciting stuff coming from Xbox. I'm man. I want Xbox. I want to buy an Xbox to help Xbox succeed. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, you already have Game Pass. I do pay for Game Pass. That's right. Um, all right, cool. Last piece of news, and I only put this here for you, Derek. There's more reports of a 4K switch coming. Yes. <laughs> Uh, apparently this is, this is a rumor. These are reports that Nintendo has been asking developers to make their games 4k ready, suggesting that a new 4k switch is coming. This was out of Bloomberg that this report came from. So with the release, with the announcement of, uh, the series S, I think now more than ever, if they weren't, they have to. Yeah. Because they have the series now S is the a same price console at the same price as the switch they need to do something because they, they, they can't have the it's oh the, ours is the cheapest right it's no longer the budget console and with microsoft's x cloud they're entering the mobile market x cloud i think officially releases this month does it or it's added to game pass ultimate at the end of this month i mm-hmm. think um and so that puts i yes september only, 15th so uh, next week uh, yeah next tuesday um like yeah you can only play it right now on android phones or android uh i think you could play it on a chromebook i think you can use x cloud i think but, so um but i don't know who knows what that'll uh you know i i don't know if i had a, a tablet if i owned a tablet an android tablet and i could oh if i buy an Xbox and I get Game Pass, I can play it on my tablet. Okay, well, why do I need to switch for mobile gaming? I got my tablet and my Xbox controller. Well, because Nintendo games. Well, right. Indies. But not, I, I think about... There's enough about people who don't care. The new the new generation of gamers, you know, they don't Fortnite, know Nintendo Fall like, guys. you know. Uh, uh, Apex Legends. That's right. the game. The like big... The, I'm helping Allison's cousin build a computer, and those are the things he wants to play. It's like, I want right. to play Apex Legends. I want to play Valorant. I want to play Fall Guys, you know? If I can spend three hundred dollars and get it on, you know, a brand new generation system instead of this old Switch thing. So then, uh, how much would the Switch Pro cost? Three fifty. About three fifty. About three. Two ninety nine. I think it would have to cost two ninety nine. And will they drop the price of the normal Switch? No, I think they'll get rid of the normal Switch, and you'll either have the Switch Pro and the the Switch Lite. So, what do you think about the rumors? I feel like that's a be a docked only version. That can't absolutely. Happen. I don't no. think that. Yeah, that kills the Switch's brand. Yeah, it defeats the kills the brand. However, they made a not uh, a version that you can't dock. I think that the focus on the Switch is more so handheld geared. But what if? What if there was three SKUs? What if there was the handheld only version, the the middle version that yeah. you can do both with, and then the the dock only console that's meant for running 4K? Or I'm even I'm I. I guess I'm thinking of like what? So what if yeah, the new Switch Pro is docked only? Because uh, oops, sorry. But you know they're not making DSs or 3DSs anymore. Like the handheld market will become the Switch Lite. But like think of the idea of like, oh, I can play this on my Switch Pro, and then I can pop it out, pop it in my Switch Lite, and take it with me to go. They would have to do a lot of work on account sharing and like having. Because there are going to uh, be people who are wanna, right. that are going to want to play the games in 4K. Who there'll probably be a bunch of people who would buy the 4K version who already own it and want to be like, hmm. okay, I want to play this game in 4K when I'm at home, but I want to take it with me 
and play. So there's gonna have to be cross save between. Yeah. There's a lot. I feel like if they so were that, if yeah. they were going to do this, it would have had to have been something that Nintendo planned from the beginning in order to work itself into and the regular Switch's hardware. Didn't. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't exist. Right, so right. I don't think we're ever gonna get a docked only version. I mean, there were some, there were some new rumors about it because I saw actually it was earlier today. There were some new rumors flying around because people have uncovered an old patent. Now it's completely unclear whether or not this <laughs> is like a recent patent or something that they just filed years ago and never to be used yeah. again, but it does sh- seem to show a version of the Joy-Con that doesn't have the uh, the metal slide. The rails? Oh, it doesn't have the rails, okay. so it look, it's all rounded. So like some people thought today that, oh, does that mean that they maybe had plans for a docked only at some version, or it's still in the pipeline? Because, hmm. yeah, like when I you mean, find these patents, it's completely unknown. Like Right, what were they thinking at that I time? Mean, I think the same logic could be applied to the light, though. Because you do, re- yeah. like, the like uh, certain games require you to have external Joy-Cons to play. Yeah, maybe he had thought, oh, we'll release these for, the like, our light yeah. version. Yeah, that was another theory floating around, like, oh, maybe these were meant for the light because they, yeah. they don't dock into a Switch. So right. these are just for when you need the external remote. Yeah, and in, in either way, too, like Derek said uh, in the rumor, is that it's the developers pushing for Nintendo to do this, not Nintendo themselves. Yeah. So I think there was, there's, like... Wait, no, the rumor says Nintendo was approaching the developers. developers to make sure their games are 4K ready. Oh, I thought, I miss, I must have misheard you. I thought you said the developers were pushing Nintendo to get uh, their games to do other it. Other way around. Gotcha. The, the question is, though, if they did make, so if we're going on the idea that they're going to keep it as a hybrid console, do you think it would need to be significantly bigger to be able to handle 4K? No, the way with like how Pixel, I don't think they'd have the, the, the handheld part 4K. I think it would push to have 4K on your TV. Uh, and the yeah. handheld would probably maybe get to 1440, would be I my guess. 10, probably t- not if even. If they can do 1080p 60 on it, is it that would is be the current one 720? 720. Yeah, I think yeah. So I think they could easily get yeah. up to 1080. I mean, if they do honestly, 1080 60, it's 720 30, 30 frames. I want no because uh, Mario Kart no, Mario Kart 8, 8 is runs 50. at 60. Says, yeah, so it can okay. do up to 60, but most because of the limited hardware. That's yeah, what, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, Andrew, if your mishearing was actually correct in a sense that i wouldn't be surprised that developers or maybe publishers are pushing nintendo to catch up because why like that's a lot of work for developers to develop a port for that system Mm -hmm. when um they don't have to do that anymore like there i don't think there's we're gonna hear about pc ports or and stuff anymore it's just gonna be the game and it's going to run on the new consoles and it's going to run on PC the same way. It's going to have yeah. the same option. Maybe the PC, you know, will have more display options, but we won't be porting it to PC because now the technology is all kind of there. It's not like, you know, back with the PS3 where it was a weird thing. So you had to develop specifically for that where you would have to develop specifically for the Switch. Yeah, even and now, a lot of Switch ports take longer to come out. Right. If you want to cut costs, cut that one. Yeah. You know? Doom Eternal still isn't out on the Switch. They right. They said it's going to be at some point, but we'd have no and idea that when came, that's going to That game released in March. Yeah. So They're already making DLC for the game, and <laughs> the full <laughs> the version Switch isn't even out on Switch. version yeah. isn't out yet. Man. So, yeah, crazy. I think the Series S makes it look, yeah, it's kind of, it, there, dude. Xbox both both forced Sony and Nintendo's hand in a single tweet. Yeah. Oof. Damn. Oh. So the, follow it's up. The power of Twitter. If they did come out with a 4K switch. Would you guys get one? Yes. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Mm. 
It depends. I don't really use my Switch for a lot anymore, so it depends what it like. Are the games coming out for it exclusive? Like, can it? They is will, it a new Nintendo never, 3DS situation? They, they will not make exclusive games. They will lose out on so much because there will be so many people who will not get the 4K Switch that they would be shooting themselves in the foot to make it exclusive. They'll yeah. lose out on money. I'm just yeah, looking for I new know. games to play on my Switch. I'm curious kind of to see how much money they lost out on the new 3DS. I yeah, never bought on, one. Well, there's only, what, three games that needed the new Nintendo 3DS? I only know of Xenoblade. So yeah, that clearly it. backfired for them, and they're not going to do that again. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. I might wait. If they do announce it, I'd probably wait and see like what the upgrade is. Right, in my camp, at least, my roommate's yeah. been thinking about getting a Switch. So, hey, if they... It all depends. If they announce, like, hey, here's this upgraded version, I might sell my Switch cheap to my roommate yeah. to fund my new one. I wouldn't be surprised if you see... It, if Maybe no Nintendo IPs are exclusive to the Switch... You know, to like the new Switch, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe some third-party games are new Switch only. I could see that Nintendo definitely wouldn't do it themselves. Yeah, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't right. put like Breath like, of the Wild two on just the new version. But Bethesda could be like, hey, we can only get this running on on the more powerful version of the Switch, right. so that's the only place you can. That's play the it. only place you can play it. See, that was I think that would be that'd be kind of the nice divide between like the casual and the more avid gamer. Like, oh, you're saying if I want to play like. The Bethesda style games, I needed an upgraded version. Well, that's okay, and that's not going to harm the guys who. What did my, my roommate? The only reason she really wants the Switch is to play Animal Crossing. Yeah. Like, so, like, yeah, that's like, that's a good divide there. You'll get the people who want to play Bethesda's games, and you still have the light for people who, you know, don't care about that. Right. Yeah. I think that would make a lot of sense. The problem is, do if someone is going to spend the money on a on a Switch Pro, potentially, you know. Potentially higher than three hundred dollars. Uh, then why wouldn't they just spend that money on an, on a Series S? Nintendo, Nintendo games. games. But yeah. if if they want, if they're getting it specifically to play Bethesda's and and other third party games, you know. Oh, if they're specifically doing it for that, then yeah. you'd get the Xbox. Be, but the it's more so. But for yeah, obviously, it, I'd still get it for Nintendo. But yeah, yeah, exactly. It'd be for the people who like to play Nintendo's games and like the indies at the same time because right. the Switch is an indie box. That's my friend always refers to it as pretty much. But yeah, it'd be for those who like want to keep playing Nintendo's games, but also would like the option to play some, you know, higher quality games, graphically speaking. All right, cool. Uh, that's all we got for news this week. So let's take a break, and when we get back, we'll we'll dive deep into what we've been playing lately. I think there's a pretty big list between all of us. So yeah, that'll be fun. All right, we'll be back. Okay, we are back from our break, and we're going to talk about what we've been playing lately. We have a ton of games. Andrew told me he has eight or nine games. So some, Most of them are pretty quick, but... But we'll see what happens. Um, all right, we're going to start with Adam. Adam, what have you been playing lately? Uh, well, I did move into a new rental this week, so I didn't have internet for a few days, so that kind of stopped me from playing certain things. But before that, I was just, you know, more of the same for me. I've been playing a little bit of, a bit of a renewed interest in TFT. Because the new set drops next week. Mm-hmm. Is it next week? Yes, uh, the 16th is when set four drops. And it's like a, a fantasy style theme this time. Mm-hmm. So really nice divergence. Yeah, from, they're, they're yeah. laying into the, the Spirit Blossom, right? Yeah, I definitely. like how each one... So the first one is just League of Legends. And then the yeah. second set was 
space and now the this, second set uh, was second elements one, it was elements oh then that's space. right i forgot Remember, about that, that was the period of time when we dropped I, out i didn't play it at all kind of yeah. the same thing with legends of runeterra where the second when bilgewater came out and we were just gone oh i was gone before bilgewater yeah but, that's what i'm saying uh and but this new one is just yeah fantasy so each theme is very different from the Which previous very nice yeah it makes it fresh i know we played a couple games uh while we were watching the league yep. of legends lcs finals uh that was fun I yeah, there's definitely some interest. Like, I kind of perused the new traits a little bit, and there's definitely some fun ones. I'm very excited for the uh, cultist trait because what happens is, I guess their god in this case is like the demon skin for Galio. Okay. So Galio just kind of hangs off to the side, and once your units have lost half their health, he just flies up and crashes into the stage. Cool. Fantastic. So you summon Galio. Do I feel another mech situation coming up? Uh, but maybe. I hate the mechs. Yeah, dude. The mech is bad. It's bad? It's so good. A poop like, on people. It's fun. Like whenever I try guys. it, I never get the right items to make it work. You just need a Titan's resolve, and then he's unkillable, <laughs> pretty much. And some uh, kind of lifesteal item. Anyways, yeah. continue. Uh, but on, on top of that, I, I was actually uh, just perusing social media today, and uh, just kind of because you know you guys play League too, and we just watched the LCS mm-hmm. thing on what was that Sunday? Mm-hmm. Yes. So they released today some info on some of the new item reworks they're doing. Yeah, I, just, I, I saw there was a video. I didn't get a chance to watch it. So some weird stuff. Pretty, pretty nuts. So yeah, they're introducing something called mythic items. Okay. And so it's like a new... You can only have one of these in your build. And the idea is these are going to be like the linchpin of your build. And it will activate a few different possibilities for your character path build. Actually, I saved They said it, it will add stats to the rest of your items. Yeah, like there's one that like every legendary item you have, so I'm guessing that means like the full built items. Wait, legendary or mythic? Items now have tiers. Yeah, there's tiers now. Oh, okay. So, like, you can have one mythic, and there's going to be legendary, which I'm guessing is like the like full completed items, whatever yes. ones remain. And so like there's one that gives every like, you have this one mythic item, and it gives every other legendary tier item you get a passive two percent move speed added onto it. Huh. So like they they only showed off one from Marksman Champions, but there's one that gives you like every third attack adds true damage. It gives you like a lot of tank killing ability. There's one that gives you a shit ton of movement speed. There's one that one of them that you... gives an active dash. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's one item that and it's gives a marksman you... item. Yeah. So these are all marksman items, and there's one that gives you this one was kind of fun. Gives you a lot more survivability. Like you hit a certain threshold of health lost, you gain a shield. And and a twenty yeah. percent increase to in all your protect against yeah. assassins yeah. And then and burst. An, yeah, and then an eight percent increase in all of your life steal. So it's kind of like they're like the keystones. Yeah, I was gonna say they're like buffed up keystones, buffer items. Yeah, and they showed off like three different ones just for marksmen. So that kind of has got me thinking. There's going to be like different options for all of the like subclass of character league legends. There's going to be multiple ones for assassins, for tanks, for mages. There's AP bruiser items now. Huh. Okay. Which so like this, everyone has been panning for for yeah. years. So I think this is going to just completely shake things up in how we, like, you're not going to be limited to one build anymore. Yeah. There's not going to be that one item that, like, you like always you, build this. It's going to be more itemizing to the situation than ever before. Exactly. And they all, they're also revamping the, like, item screen. So it actually shows you the UI. Yeah, the UI. Hmm. So, like, it shows you. Okay, the, you have these three things here. This one's good against these champions. This one's good for defense. So it'll it'll adapt itself to what's happening in the game and say, 
hey, you might want this. Cool. So I'll, kind have, of I'll have to go in and check. Uh, yeah, definitely look at the I'm video. I'm going to watch the video. The video is kind of fun. So, like, I haven't been playing a lot of League because, like I said, I haven't had Wi-Fi for a few days. But I did think that was kind of cool and worth mentioning. Yeah, it's something that we all kind of play passively. Very cool. Okay, what else? Uh, that's kind of been it. I'm still playing Control, but I'm not allowed to talk about that you're yet. Not. Damn right you're not. I try to get back into the Pokemon DLC a little bit. Uh, my roommate just uh, evolved his Cubfu finally. Mm-hmm. But you got to get that thing to level 70 first, and I'm, he's only like a little 50 for me. But so just patiently waiting, you know, on the second wave of DLC for that. I might write something about both of them once the second one comes out, just so I can compare. Because it lo- kind of looks to me like the second one will be a little more fun. When's the second one coming out? We don't know. Great. Sometime in the next few months. Yeah, Nintendo right. will was, let us know a couple winter. weeks before. Yeah, they said like fall, winter. Yeah, so probably November. So I'm guessing something along those lines. But yeah, I mean, other than that, it's the first week of school. I had to move in. I had to do work shit, so it's been a little slow for me. Yeah, understandable. Um, all right, cool. Then I guess I'll talk about my games. I have, I have two new games that I've never Ooh. played before. I'm gonna quickly touch on Legends of Runeterra. I'm still playing that a bunch. Uh, really enjoying it. Doing all my daily challenges. Just fun. Uh. Have you, Derek, I know you download, or you said you were going to play a little bit. I think I saw you playing a little bit recently. Is that one of the ones Ooh. you're going to talk about? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Called out. Uh, you can talk about it more in depth after, because yeah, it's, it's the same for me. I'm just playing it, really enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. Um, very too. good video game. Uh, I booted up Final Fantasy VII, the original, and I get such anxiety picking my team because I love all the characters <laughs> so much. But it's like, I want to have Aerith in my team, but I don't want to commit to Aerith. And I feel bad if I don't have Tifa. Tifa's my favorite, and I want to have her in my party every time <laughs> I play. But there's dialogue things for uh, Red 13, who I've never kept in my party. Barrett, who I've never kept in my party. So it's I'm torn between playing and like having new things I've never seen before, but also playing with the characters so i get anxiety and then i turn it off i keep seeing it in my because i didn't remove like the original version for my ps4 and i keep seeing it and i keep wanting to get oh you know maybe today's the day maybe maybe today's the day i jump in and and try to finish finish it but i keep it's never the day no it's never the day yeah it's one of those things i open it once or twice a month play for an hour put it Mm. down we'll see uh i just love that game i'll always go back to it Uh, but i do have two new games that i've never played before uh, the first one I was really craving an indie game. Uh, I haven't played a good indie game in a while. So I wanted something on my Switch that I can just play in bed, <laughs> play while watching TV with Allison, something like that. So I was looking through. There's a big sale. I was looking at all the games on sale. Uh, I decided on a game called Moonlighter. Oh, okay. It was $8 and I think $8.50 on sale. It's usually 25 bucks, so it was pretty cheap. This game is is very very fun (laughs) so the premise of this game is it's a rogue light uh and you are a shopkeeper and what you do is at night you go into dungeons and you beat up monsters and you get all this cool loot and then you take it out of the dungeon and in the day you own a shop and you have to stock your shelves and set the prices for the items and see the reactions to the customers, whether they think it's fairly priced or like they're robbing you basically. Hmm. Uh, There are people who can actually steal from you (laughs) if you're not paying attention. Uh, And then when your shelves are empty, you got to go back and refill your shelves. Uh, And if you don't know, if you're selling something for the first time, you're kind of just taking a wild guess based on what it is. And then, Someone will walk up and they'll have these big gold coins for eyes. And you're like, oh, shit, I, I sold that for way too cheap. And it's it's just so fun. But also you use those same items that you're selling to 
buy new weapons and uh-huh. armor and gear and upgrade them uh, and so you can put money into upgrading so there's new like people in your town so you can get a blacksmith you can get someone who makes potions and upgrades uh, your items like enchantment wise you can get someone who will sell you very rare items that are hard to find so you can pay money for them as opposed to having to go find them in the dungeon and it's just an endless loop of going back in the dungeon getting farther in i think there's four total dungeons and so they get to the end game once you get through all four dungeons um right now i'm still only in the first one but it's such a satisfying gameplay loop um definitely sounds very interesting it's fun uh if it's still on sale eight bucks is a goddamn steal yeah. for that game and mm. it's worth so even, what you're saying is that the i have Nintendo big gold Switch coins in my eye <laughs> failed at their own game or they met it they've because they sold it for uh, too cheap. Yes, they definitely <laughs> sold this for way not enough money. It's it's really good. Um, it's and it has rogue light elements. It's not like a full yeah, reset. Yeah. If you die in the dungeon, you lose. You have all what's on your person, and then what's in your backpack, and you can choose to put what where in your sack. Um, and so you'll keep the stuff that you keep. So you can put the really rare stuff on your person. You'll keep that if you die, but you lose everything that's in your bag. Um, and yeah you just get more health as you get better stuff and you get farther into the dungeon you get better items that sell for more so you can upgrade things more and it's just like a constant loop and it's very satisfying i highly recommend moonlighter it came out in 2018 i think wow uh and that just somehow flew under the radar for me but i was really craving something it had good reviews from everyone and yeah i'm really loving that game so i would suggest it if you are craving an indie game that you can just get kind of lost in and play very casually that's the best part is i pick it up like if i have five minutes where i'm waiting for allison to still get ready for work and before we leave in the morning i will i'll pick it up and i'm either in the middle of a dungeon or i'm selling stuff and then i can just easily put it down and walk away from it it's very easy to pick up and put down so very very fun uh the other game that i played was tony hawk pro skater one and two yeah man that game's fun (laughs) yeah i'm bad at it uh i like to look at it as kind of a fighting game and just it's just button combinations yeah, and, right. and just, combos. Exactly. Uh, and I'm really bad at it, but it's fun to do and try to get better at. Uh, and yeah, I'm just enjoying it. I'm going through the levels, getting all the, there's like checklists with every level. It's like collect all the letters to skate, collect this other random collectible, do this thing, like grind on all the, the lunch tables at this, uh, <laughs> in this level, stuff like that. And then there's the get this many points, get, yeah, or like get yeah. 10,000 points, get 25,000 points, get a hundred thousand points. Uh, I, I moved on from the first level doing everything except for getting a hundred thousand points. Cause it's in two minute sessions. Uh, and yeah, I'm not good enough to get a hundred thousand points. Yeah. You uh, gotta learn to like chain combos. Yeah. And... Grind and manual everywhere so that your yeah. combos never end so that you just get a buttload of points. Um, I find myself, uh, like I'm like moving my, per- as I'm like going up a vert ramp and then I try to come down, I, for some reason, naturally, I'm coming down sideways. I'm trying to make adjustments. I don't know what's wrong in my brain, but they will be fine and going to land normally. And then I'll turn them in a last second panic, and they land sideways and then bail. And, it, uh, yeah, it's – I don't know. It's going to take me a while. with an aerial. Ah, uh, Smash Bros joke. Um, yeah, I'm really digging this game. It's going to be something I chip away with slowly over time. Uh, I'm sad because I got it on my PC and it's one of those things where it's like I got to boot up my PC if I want to go play. Yeah, but yeah. if I could casually play this on the couch, see, this would be perfect for an Xbox Series S, you know? <laughs> um, but I'm really enjoying it. I'll probably slowly chip away at it over time and just go shred some tubes. Yo, dude. Um, 
but yeah that's it for me that's all i've been playing moonlighters really fun and tony hawk is a it's it's tony hawk man it's It's, yeah it's you don't even have to explain it it's just it's an arcadey fun time that's really all it is and it just the controls it feels so good to play uh all the levels design is really fun really well thought out so yeah that's uh that's what i've been playing what about you derek well I've also been playing Tony Hawk. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah. Immediately when it came out, I downloaded it on my. I downloaded it on PlayStation, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I had, I played it for like a solid like three hours, and I think I got I got all the way to the downhill one. Okay. Um, which is what after. Mm, it's like the sixth, the fifth level. Maybe I only have the third one unlocked. I think it's the fifth level. Um, yeah, and I immediately was like, I am not as good at this as I remembered. At. Right? I don't know if I thought I was good as a kid and was actually terrible, and I'm still terrible, or if I was actually good and I just don't know how to do it anymore. Yeah, I have I no think, memory of that. I think I was always bad, and I just thought I was really good because mm. uh, I did, definitely didn't do things like chaining combos through manuals and shit like that. Yeah. Because like, so once I got like eventually got the hang of doing stuff like that i started like knocking out the score things but i am also am really bad at landing tricks for some reason sometimes and i'll just rotate halfway yeah. for no reason and i'm like why why did i keep rotating like i think i'm just always trying to do too many tricks yeah at it's once. like i i want to always be doing something it's like i can get one yeah. more rotation in right and i can get another kickflip in <laughs> and you can and you can't um <laughs> one of the things i constantly do and i don't know why i can't stop doing it is i'll like jump for a grind and i'll immediately try to do a kickflip first and i just fall like before I hit, you'd land the grind yeah i just do like x i hit x to ollie square and then triangle all in a row and you just immediately bail because you can't grind a rail if, if you're your flipping your board <laughs> like you, you just can't do that like, the game's like no stop and i can't <laughs> stop doing it yeah I, I have a lot of weird habits like that uh that yeah, it's going to take me a while to break, but I'm looking forward to like getting better at it. Yeah. Who, who are you playing as? Uh, I, I'm playing as my my create. You uh, did a create a character? Guy, yeah. So I was playing as Tony for a little bit because I couldn't figure out how to change my character. <laughs> uh, and then I was playing as Riley Hawk. Uh, nice. Okay. And then uh, I, yeah, I recently just made my own character, so I'm just going to play through as my, my custom character. I want to say originally when I played this game back in 1999, uh, I played as Bob Burnquest mm-hmm. all the time, and yeah. then when I unlocked the donut guy, the the cop, oh, the uh, Officer Dick, Officer Dick, I played. Officer Dick is in this game. Yeah, I, he's I, the only unlockable character, I think. I and he's voiced by Jack Black. Is he? Yeah. Oh, wait, really? Yeah, that's uh, amazing. I can't wait to get him then, because yeah, I played him exclusively. Yeah, I I always played as I liked. I was a big fan of Spider Man, or he was in two. Yes, I played a lot of Tony Hawk Three. Uh, Okay. So I in, never in, played. I only played one. In Tony Hawk Three, I was a big fan of Wolverine. Yeah. Um, Darth Maul. He had like. Oh, that's right. He had a hoverboard like Back to the yeah. Future style. What? And Ollie the Magical Bum was always <laughs> oh, my all time favorite. Bum. He was just on a plank of wood <laughs> with wheels. What? Uh, yeah. So yeah, for some reason, I never got the rest of the series. I did get uh, Dave Mira's Pro Fe- Pro Freestyle BMX. Is that at like one just point, the same thing which was just BMX, but with yeah, it was BMX bikes, and the unlockable character that was Slim Jim Man, and he was the greatest character because <laughs> he had the height, like his hair, 
which is fucking huge, and it would just clip through shit as you did tricks. I'm I'm sad that they don't have like a lot of fun dumb characters in here. Yeah, maybe they'll add them later. But I I'm sure they're going to add them later. Yeah, um, uh, it's well, it's a fun game. Yeah. Very fun video game. If you're a fan of the classic Tony Hawks, it's that. It's not any of the shit that they tried to do in five or the the original remake of one. It's mm-hmm. just the classic Tony Hawk. Put, put Thanos skater. in that game. I know yeah, a lot of people who play one to two video games a year, and all of those people are playing this game. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. it just falls under that that category of game. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, so besides that, uh, really trying to dive into Ghosts of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Um, we had talked about maybe trying to get it done by today, and that didn't happen. W- you you mentioned mainlining it, and I thought. I could do that, but then I just started playing, and you got distracted. I just, I was like, well, maybe if I just do all the missions in like a straight line up and horizontally all the way up, maybe I'll finish it quickly. And it's just like, no, you just get distracted. You're like, ooh, there's a thing over here. Ooh, there's a thing over here. Yeah. I want to go over Which here. Which is exactly what they want you to do. Right, and, and it's the best way to play it. It is. It yeah. This isn't a game meant to just like fly through the main missions. Yeah. You just play it and enjoy it, and yeah, I'm really really enjoying it um so i'm definitely not going to rush too quickly through it but hopefully finishing it soon you'll have to keep us updated like a nice deep dive yeah if you can have it done by next week maybe we can do our spoiler cast next week i can maybe do that you'll Um, have an extra day because we're recording wednesday yeah that's true you'll have all day tomorrow no wait you asked for us to do it today because i'm assuming well i'll have some part of tomorrow okay yeah um, and then what else did I play? Uh, so yeah, like you mentioned, I did try out Legends of Ruterra again. Okay. Um, and for like the five, well, I played all of the tutorials, mm-hmm. which was awesome to like teach you everything again. And then I was like, cool, I'm excited to play. And then I realized, wait, I don't I'm- have any of those cards. Yeah. <laughs> so I like did some research and was like, okay, what can I, like, what kind of deck can I build from with whatever I started with? And I found, like, a nice little, uh, it was a Demacia Ionia deck that I put together. And um, so, like, my champions are Garen and Zed. Okay. Um, and it's basically just a buff deck. Yeah. With the Demo- you just buff yourself up. And uh, I was, I've, I've been enjoying the matches I played. Uh, like, they've all been, like, fun and close and, Sometimes it doesn't feel like like ooh I just screwed up my plan. It's just like oh, you know I just didn't get the cards I needed this time to mm-hmm. to maybe counter. Or sometimes like people just had a counter to my playstyle and I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Um. There was one. I think I got my like my first couple wins and they, it just every time it like just felt so good because I just like would get Garen to his second level. And then you get the ability to attack when they're on uh, when they're attacking. Yeah, and it just rally right. That's what that yeah, makes. Yeah, it's just a huge advantage. And so if you can get your cards laid out right, um, and you the I think what compared now to the beta, I'm like understanding. Okay, like I gotta see what cards I have. Think about how much mana I have. Do I want to save? Mana, or not Think mana. about what regions they're playing, how much mana they have open, stuff like that. Should I play a card before I attack? Because that'll give them a chance to play a card. Right. Stuff like that. Uh, so, like, the the couple times I won, I had a card that was, like, if you play this card after you get attacked or something, um, 
you or after a unit dies, you buff certain units. And that so I would have Garen with the rally. So I would go into de- you know, I would play defense. I would lose I would purposely sacrifice like a unit and then I'd play this card and it would like buff three of my cards and then I would attack and they wouldn't have anything to because they, already, with they already wasted all their stuff, right? Or I, you know, I had maybe a challenger so I could pull. You know, it, like it, I was seeing the things come together, and that so that I was really enjoying it as I was playing it. Um, I haven't played it too much since, uh, mainly because I just didn't have time to like sit down on my phone because I just downloaded it on my phone. Yeah, um, and I feel like it's like. D- uh, kind of overwhelming to think about okay i like i was kind of interested in maybe doing like, like the deep deck with uh nautilus, nautilus. Yes. like oh that was sounds really cool about that or with th- like right thresh you said you like throw away card you can throw away cards with thresh and it helps with the deep deck or something like no, that No, it's not thresh that's someone who's, else who's the person uh maokai 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 maokai, yes. maokai nautilus is the deep deck yeah. yeah and so i was like oh that sounds so cool and it's like well i can't do that because yeah. I don't, I gotta like buy. So I'm like, well, I think I gotta just like get into the idea that, like, yeah, I gotta play with what I have, and I'll it, get more cards. And they are very generous with giving you cards. So every mm-hmm. Thursday you open up your vault, which right. is tomorrow. Yeah, uh, and depending on how many experience points you got throughout the week, in which you get a quest every day. Uh, and the cool thing is, do you, are you familiar with the lab? No, so I haven't done the lab at all. So if you go into the lab, it's all pre-constructed, pre-constructed decks. But everyone you're playing is also using pre-constructed deck for the lab, so it's fully balanced. Okay. Uh, so it gives you a chance to try out specific decks and specific champion mechanics without having to invest in the money. Uh, but those, like, you can play those, and it counts towards your first win of the day, which gives you bonus points. Okay. It counts towards your the quest, the quests and stuff yep. like that. Uh, I, so I didn't know that because I'm in the same boat as Derek. Like, I wanted to open it back up again, but I yeah. have nothing. Yeah, and that, that's I'm in that point too, where it's like I I'm ready to build a new deck, but I don't I don't have I I could I probably have enough at this point too because I. I play just about every day, or at least yeah. I get all I, my daily quests done. You can store up to three, so if I don't play mm-hmm. for two days, I'll go on on the third day and get them all done right. like, over a few matches. But I had enough from just the beta to fill out a deck yeah. from like what you start with. Like So I was like, okay, this like I didn't have to do anything extra, and I have a deck completed with every single card yeah. in it. I think the best way to go about it is see what you have or find a champion or two champions that you want to build around yeah and then save up all your coins or your points and then Mm -hmm. and then just build that one deck and then but like i said you can play the lab decks and that's it's a fun way to do it and also expeditions you get expedition tokens once a week and that's basically like a drafting mode mode, and you can win a lot of free cards from doing that i think you get one free champion thing every time you do an expedition one free champion card or something maybe i haven't really done a lot so i I guess i'm just not using uh, taking advantage of everything the game is offering to me yeah there's so many ways for you to get more things and also it's a free-to-play game and if you're really enjoying it throwing 10 bucks at it can get you pretty far into building a deck that you like you right know? right uh mm-hmm. so that's something to consider as well but yeah i've been really digging it it's a yeah. such i think it's my all-time favorite uh trading card game yeah just me cool. too the way it works it's so smooth everything is so well balanced and well thought out they put so much time into this game before they re- i think they said they worked on it for three or four years before they even showed the public that they i wouldn't were be surprised yeah um it's just so polished and being in the league of legends lore and universe and 
yeah, I really enjoy that game. So it's I'm happy to hear that you you're also enjoying. Yeah, it. it's it's the first one that I find myself thinking, mm, oh, can maybe can I sneak in a quick game? It's the perfect thing? poop game. Yeah, uh, I also Can't confirm. I think I wanna I wanna try out I'm gonna try out Team Fight again. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I want to get back into it with the new set. Yeah, Dude, it's fun. It's always fun when my favorite is when there's a new set or like a huge patch where everything is yeah. thrown out the window and everyone's trying to figure stuff out and there's just no meta and everything is chaos. That's my favorite. Yeah, time we should play. play we should play the new set next week. I'm down. I, I, I picked gold in the last two sets. We can pick like a, a weeknight and hop, all hop on and play a couple games. <laughs> yeah, I, just test out the new mechanics. Oh, a quick antidote about uh, <laughs> uh, anecdote. Sorry, uh, a- anecdote. 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 Um, yes. There's a C in there. Antidote. Antidote. Uh, <laughs> because I am healing. Uh, a quick side note about uh, Legends of Runeterra. When they reset the um, the I rank, had this same realization. They ha- they reset the ranks when the new set came out. Uh, and I w- I thought I was in silver, and I was like, man, I'm crushing everyone. I lost one out of like 20 games. And I quickly climbed up, so I was in silver one, and I ranked up, and I was like, "All right, I'm in gold. I'm I'm doing the best I've ever done." And I ranked up to bronze, and it turns out I was in iron the whole time, <laughs> and that's why I was 19 and one. I did the same thing, and I said to Andrew, "I was like, yeah, it turns out I was in iron the whole time." He's like, "I'm definitely in silver. I'm playing really well." I was like, "Duh, I, this just happened to me. Check to see what your icon is He's like." Yeah, no, this is definitely silver. And I show him what the representative icons are. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you're, you're an iron. You're just an like, iron. damn oh, it. Yeah. yeah, so we were both an iron. Uh, but that's I hard. have since climbed to bronze. Yes, I am, I'm in bronze four. And since hitting bronze, I have, I've won maybe two games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, up until iron, you can't lose LP or up until bronze. Right. So yeah. all through iron, you gain. You and then if you lose up. a game, you stay there. And then once you get into bronze, obviously, you gain some if you win lose some if you lose but, but i've had horrible luck since getting to bronze every single time i try and and replace cards in my hand i they, it just replaces them with the same cards or it replaces it with one of them and then draw the other one on my first draw and then i just don't get the cards i need ever so i yeah. don't know Reaper honey. um all right cool was that it for you Derek? no so i also played um which is a relatively new game i tried out spellbreak Oh, oh, that game we were going to try out together? Thanks, Derek. Yeah. Uh, well, you were talking about it a lot, and then Adam had brought up and that it was out, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a download and try it out. Uh, mechanically, it's pretty cool. I've heard very good things about Spellbreak from now that people are finally playing yeah. it. I don't know how I feel about it as a <laughs> battle royale, um, but I feel like if it was like an RPG or uh, like arena game or i don't know if there was more modes besides just battle if, royale if it mode, was like a death match and you'd respawn and stuff would that be more fun no like i i wish i could play a game like this with like the mechanics they have i guess with the way like s- the spells and stuff work just as like a normal rpg you know yeah uh, it's just it's it's really satisfying to play uh i've only played like two matches and your first match is against all bots which i learned the other day uh, yeah, I did not know this. everyone thinks they're the greatest spell break player the first time they play or the first couple times because well, they didn't don't know they're against I, bots. I was like, yeah, all right, I'm flying around. And then it wasn't until I got to like the last circle where literally one of the person, like one of the bots was just casting spells into a rock. <laughs> and I was like, 
Oh, they're probably also new. And so I it's like a really scary rock dude. went another way and started like there was like two other bots fighting and I yeah. went and fought them and then I was like, All right, I'm the only one left besides one other guy and I was like, Oh wait, that that's guy the rock by guy. the rock <laughs> and I killed I, so I went over and killed him and then Maybe like, he tur- that was a human is- that he turned into a rock and then he was casting spells at that rock human. Maybe. I was just like, Did I just play only bots or what? and then I saw it like confirmed on, on, on Twitter so yeah. I tweeted like man i just won my first spellbreak match and then someone t- replied yeah it's all against bots <laughs> first match <laughs> so i did play another match and i i made it i think pretty i was like maybe in the top 10 before like i just didn't get geared up yeah. well enough and someone was geared better than me but uh i've been watching a little some streams of it too and yeah it's pretty cool i like it it's fresh in the battle royale space um i'll probably play it a little bit more but i think I'll probably just go back to playing Fall Guys. Well, mm. we should definitely try it out with a squad. Yeah, we should play definitely play some squad. Is, uh, is it three or four people? I believe it's three. Okay. But it could be four. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Couldn't tell you. All right. Uh, um, and then... I feel validated. Any other games? Let's see. I play, Oh, I played more Control. Um, and I, I've been playing a lot more of Warhammer 40K Dawn of War. Ah, yes. Also, Spellbreak is three players in a squad. Three players. Okay, Aww. nice. Uh, and I've been enjoying the campaign for an RTS campaign campaign that came out in like 2004. It's pretty well. It's pretty well done. All the cutscenes are like in engine, and it's just like voice actors doing voice lines. But it feels pretty like. I don't know. I feel pretty immersed into the 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 universe of of Warhammer 40k, uh, and it makes me like want to learn more about it. And then I'm like, wait, I don't want to paint miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think I will continue f- to have the games be my only introduction to that universe. It's just a shame that uh, there aren't more good ones. Uh, a lot of the games, one of them was just announced. You, it was like that in Gamescom, the Necromunda Underhive Wars, I believe, was a 40K game, and it came out like the other day, and it was terrible. <laughs> like, there's a lot of terrible games that come out for this, that come out and take place in this universe, and it's a pretty cool, compelling universe. Um, but I guess the Dawn of War games are the only good games, and I think even the newest one isn't good. You have to play the first two, and then that's it. <laughs> hmm. So, okay. I think there's there's one coming out that was made by the guys who made Warhammer Vermintide, which is like the Left 4 Dead type game in the Warhammer Classic universe, which I might check out because I really like that game. Um, but I don't know what it's called. It's like uh, the, was it Shark? Shark Fin or something Shark Studios. Game Shark Studios. It shark might be, Yeah, it's like something uh-huh. like that. Uh, they did a pretty good job with that game. So if they do a 40K game, I might play it. Um. Yeah, and I think that's that's about it. Okay, me. cool, Andrew. Here we go. Take it home. <sighs> so and so it begins. Like I said, a lot of these are going to be quick hits, but following last week's episode of talking a lot about Rocket League, I started playing a little more Rocket nice. League. Okay. So I did my placement matches, placed plat two, uh, climbed pretty quickly to plat three. Uh, and then lost like four games. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> uh, it's you know the same. I, I've been feeling pretty good about how I have been playing, but it's just that you know that grind of getting those teammates who either just yeah. ball chase or don't know how to rotate. It's like you know I will have been 
you know, dribbling up the up the field, and then I have one guy who's on the other side of the field, and then the guy who should be in the goal is also in the middle of the yeah, field, and I'm like, like, there's no one defending the net, <laughs> and they're gonna clear it. Uh, so you know, stuff like that. I had I had one guy. We were doing we were doing pretty all right. We only lost by like one mm-hmm. point, and then in the post game lobby, he goes, "You guys suck." Not gonna lie. The guy on my team and I just like super quick. I'm like, we're the same rank. <laughs> so uh, I've been enjoying that. Uh, it's just a, a nice thing I can do in the background while I play, while I like watch videos or a show or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I climbed a bronze in Legend of Runeterra. I finished a couple more decks with that. Uh, I finished the Asol Trundle deck, nice. and I made a Mist Wraith deck just because it seemed interesting. I'm trying to... The way that I'm... Is Mistwraith the one where you don't have any champions? No. Does that deck not exist anymore? I know when we first started playing, there was a s- one deck where you didn't use any champions. That's the that's the Ledros Rasa control deck. I thought you used Hecarim in that deck. No. That's two separate decks. The uh, Hecarim deck is Ephemerals. Okay. Um, but what I, the way I'm approaching collecting cards is just doing one region at a time. So the first one I'm doing is Shadow Isles. So I have like... Maybe eight decks. Uh, a couple are still works in progress, but at least six of them have Shadow Isles in it. So, okay. Uh, so I just threw together a Mist Wraith deck because I have the cards for it. Um, mm-hmm. But I... So those were just my quick uh, kind of ranked experiences. I also this week uh, busted out the GameCube, uh, hooked it up to my TV, which was, ended up being a hassle. But I, so the first thing I did was play Melee, and oh my god, that game feels awful to play in 2020. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you are not someone who has persistently played Melee since it came out, it is very hard to go back to. Yeah, especially like being big Ultimate players. I felt like none of the buttons I was hitting were actually doing what I wanted them to do when I wanted them to come out. Yeah. Uh, but I can wave dash. But he can wave dash. Uh, yeah. So that was. So that was. Uh, I played maybe two games and then and then just took it out, and then switched to a better game, Mario Golf Toadstool Tour. I yes. love Mario Golf so much. So I I've been getting back into Mario Golf hard because we've been on that disc golf you know kick for a while. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, kind of combining the two uh, the two things, and I've been I've been trying to do what I've never been able to do in Mario Golf to, uh, Toadstool Tour, which is actually do everything yeah and like finish finish it and unlock the characters and do all the tournaments and whatever so i'm gonna do that we're gonna jeff and i are gonna start playing that at lunch i just brought my gamecube into work oh nice so that should be fun uh i played a little bit of super mario sunshine uh because my roommate's been playing it so we just hooked it up and did a few levels uh and i hope that the 3d remake the the all-stars version fixes the camera Uh, yeah camera's straight ass yeah, I've heard a lot of people say there's a lot that needs to be done to make that game feel better, uh, which I'm afraid that yeah. it's not going to be the case. And I think that's a lot of people's big problems with Sunshine, why they talk so down about it. It's not, it's not the like the game itself. It's the way it plays feels clunky mm-hmm. and rushed. Yeah. Everything about that game they say feels very, very rushed. Yeah, the camera is inverted, both up, down, and left, right. So Tony Hawk, I just switched my Tony Hawk uh, inverted controls, and I'm sure back in the day there's no switching inverted controls for um, those games. Uh, And and there we were doing one level where the object is to climb up uh, like a series of cages, uh, and it's uh, they're all along a wall. Yeah, and I will jump up to one of the cages, and the camera will flip, so I'm on the other side of the wall. 
Hmm. And I can only see Mario as a silhouette. <sighs> and I'm like, why would you do this? And then I'm trying to, you know, go back to where I am, but I it's going in the opposite direction because the camera's inverted. So that uh that was a little bit of a pain in the ass, but I feel we only like played a couple levels. I want to say I I heard that they there are some quality of life updates in all three of them, and I I'm assuming camera because people are talking about that. Also, Mario 64's camera will probably feel really outdated if they don't change it because it's yeah the, so the, the C uh, the C pad yeah so w- uh, they have to put that on the stick right right I would assume that unless they would... it's like if they made it so it's free motion and right. As yeah. opposed, but because what it used to be is you hit the button once and it would move in chunks, right? Right. So maybe if they make it so you flick the like hit the stick and it just moves in individual chunks, that would feel real rough. I, yeah. I feel like they have to make it a free motion. I'm so afraid that they're not going to change anything about any of these games. Well, I'm, we'll find out in a week. I mean, they had to have changed stuff. They had to change stuff for Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah. So it makes me think they had they did do stuff for the other stuff. You know, the other three. Yeah. I I hope so because playing on the GameCube didn't feel great. And I really want to like that game yeah. because out of all the 3D Mario's, Sunshine's probably my favorite just based on the the theme alone. Right. Uh, it so. is. Also, I think mechanically they have to change something about the game because you can't – the Switch triggers aren't pressure sensitive like the GameCube triggers were. Yeah. And that's like a big yeah. mechanic of Sunshine is the, you know doing different pressures. So they have to do something, yeah. I hope. Hopefully. <laughs> I hope. This is Nintendo we're talking about, so unlikely. And then the last GameCube game that I played was Beautiful Joe. Henshin a go-go, baby. I love Beautiful Joe, and I've never beaten it, so I want to beat it. Um, that game's still really fun and surprisingly challenging. Oh, yeah, that game's always difficult. I never came close to beating it. Yeah, I, I always forgot how hard it was and how and how difficult it can be at, at times. Uh, but I just I love everything about that game. The theme, the... Uh, <laughs> the um, like the aesthetic the even just the world itself joe himself is awesome oh yeah i i love everything about that game yeah so i'm very excited to continue playing that uh since two weeks ago i finished ghosts of tsushima uh you did too right jeff mm-hmm. so we'll not go into too much detail about it yeah so i don't want to save that much. for our big episode but overall really enjoyed it yeah uh definitely a top contender for game of the year i think yeah uh and then in so since finishing ghost of tsushima i also finished control so wow i yeah like i said i i'm not no no never mind i didn't say i won't say yes uh, i haven't even started it but i plan on starting it this week i just haven't had free time <laughs> exactly ghost. so since then i have uh i'm now in a, a bit of a lull state where i don't there's nothing huge on the horizon yeah. so i'm I figured I'll, I'll pick up some new games, maybe try and finish some games from my backlog. So the first thing I did was go back to Resident Evil 7. Nice. And I think I soft-locked myself out of being able to progress. Because oh. I was going through the section I was in, and I found a lockpick. And so I said, oh, there was a locked drawer in the last save room. Let me go up there. And I used it on the locked drawer. It gave me some ammo. And I was like, okay, awesome. That'll give me more ammo to finish this section because there's a lot of dudes uh, and then I got I go to up to a locked door, no lockpick anymore. So, I think it's possible that either I missed a lockpick yeah. way earlier in the game that I need, or I fucked myself. I feel like it's twenty twenty, 
or what was that game come out? 2017? That was a, no, that was a 2018 game. And I feel like game design is now so far ahead that th- that possibly can't happen. Yeah, I feel like so, there it, it's I there's definitely something I you missed. Yeah, I would have read that. See, no, that's what I'm thinking. But at the same time, I really don't want to go and backtrack all the oh, way yeah. to go find one. So at this point, after this many attempts of trying to go back and play that game, I might be this close to just being done, just, just being just done, and done. watching just, the story. Just on Google YouTube. it and like find. Yeah. I like I yeah I'll see I'll see where I go with that but I I'm not uh too I got the, I think I got the experience it was like the third Resident Evil game I've played in such quick succession yeah, so yeah, I'm right. I'm pretty uh content with my experience on it so far and the only thing I'd really do it for is is the story um uh so after that I was like well it's time to play a new game. So I downloaded Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yo, let's yeah. go! Nice. What do you and think? And I have played maybe the first hour and a half. Okay. That game fucking rules. I love it's that game. So good. It's Metroid Prime with a lightsaber. Yeah, that game I think is was very underrated last year. I loved that game. I don't think it was underrated. I think it came out at a really bad time for the. It got boned by the Game Awards. Awards, yeah. yeah. Because like we're probably not going to see that game get nominated Absolutely this year. Absolutely not. It won't even be mentioned. <sighs> Which is yeah. a shame because it's so good. Yeah, it is a real shame because that game it it's so much it's it's so fun it's so satisfying to to play as a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this, this is the first like Star Wars game I've really gotten into. So besides Episode One Pod Racing, I also think it's a very good uh, Star Wars story. Yeah, I yeah. love the uh, the Star really Wars good. world. I've always been intrigued by, but I've never really taken that leap into diving into the Star Wars lore and universe other than the movies. Uh, there are so many things that are significantly better than the movies. I, I'm aware. Uh, and I think this is this is a, a good first step because I just finished watching a TV show too, so uh, this might be the time for me to go in Clone Wars. Oh, there you go. Um, but even like the opening, the opening area is really cool. I love the way that uh, the the just traveling to the first like objective it teaches you how to traverse the game mm-hmm. with all the all the parkour, parkour mechanics yeah, and all your force maneuvering yep it's uh so that was super cool uh we obviously have the story with you know the the sisters or whatever some shit oh uh, the inquisitors the inquisitors yeah there's some like specific there's the ninth sister and the the second one yeah to show up uh and the and cal's cal's pretty cool uh i feel like we haven't gotten, or there hasn't been enough yet of his character for me to to really like him, but I feel like we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, and BD One is awesome. <laughs> Top droid. BD One is the best. One of the best droids in all of Star Wars. BD One is so cool. Uh, yeah. And I've so I've been thinking about replaying Metroid Prime for a while, and I think this is scratching that itch perfectly. Yeah. Uh, it's the same exact, and the <laughs> the biggest connection is obviously the the map. How yeah. it's that 3D hollow 3D map, hollow map yeah. and it's it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, using the force to solve puzzles is awesome. I've been exploring and getting rewarded for it. Um, just using a lightsaber inherently is awesome. It feels so good in that game. They like, did a really good job with it. Like, Combat is very satisfying. No matter what you say and what you think about Star Wars as a whole and all the you know w- stories and whatever, lightsabers are just fucking cool, right? <laughs> so it's like. I'm really digging it so far. I think that game is easily in my top 20 games of all time. I, I think it's just, I think it's one of the most perfect Star Wars games you could make. Uh, very excited because they definitely are making sequels for it. So going forward, seeing 
new games in the Fallen Jedi, whatever they call it. I don't know, yeah. Fallen Order. I don't know if it's the Fallen Order franchise, the Jedi franchise, but regardless, I'm very excited. It's kind of the same thing we thought about Horizon. We were like, what's the... What's the, yeah, what's the what's thing the, that's going to stick here? Horizon, Horizon 2 1 Dawn. <laughs> and it was just Horizon. But yeah, I'm uh, really digging that so far. I'm very much looking forward to uh, progressing and, and playing the rest of that game. Um, it's super cool. Awesome. And then conversely... The other game that I played and have now decided that I am done playing is Marvel's Avengers. Uh, wow, that was quick. Uh, it's not good. Ooh, that's so bad. everything that I've heard is that the story, surprisingly really yeah, good. The story, but, I think, was fine. Yeah, but playing it, not good. Everything yeah. I've heard makes me not want to touch this game. Yeah, so it's like the game... Uh, so. I think the the first and biggest drawback for me is that the camp none of the campaign missions can be played co-op, which is what Wait, I wanted really? to do. Yeah, oh, they're all single. Player. I could have swore you could only no. And the thing that frustrates me the most is I tried to do research about this leading up to it and to inform my purchase, because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted yeah. to play the campaign co-op with my roommate, uh, and nothing I ever found was clear on it. Nothing ever said anything remotely clear on whether or not. The campaign is single player or the campaign is co-op. Nothing. And then as soon as you load into the first menu of the game, campaign, single player only. And I'm like, well, what the it fuck? It says single player only? Jeez. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, yeah. So I'm... that was an immediate turnoff. And I wanted to try the multiplayer for this, you know, discussion purposes just to get my opinion on it because I know none of you are going to play it, especially after my recommendation. Uh, and all of the multiplayer is post-campaign. Ye- is it? Yeah. yeah. You have it's, to beat the campaign to do you any don't, no, of the No, you don't players? have to beat the campaign to do it, but it exists in a post-campaign world state. So gotcha. you, you know, assume, assumedly, Spoilers. since it's a Marvel story and, you know, the Marvel story is the big draw of this game, you probably don't want to be spoiled su- super hard about it, you know? Yeah. I imagine that they don't even bring up anything that happens in the story in the it's, multiplayer. But, it's very indicative of what happens in the story. Okay. You know, because, yeah. you know, and I guess, spoiler alert for anyone who cares about, about this game, uh, but in the multiplayer, Captain America is a playable character. It's absolutely in game, obvious. That, in yeah. the campaign, Captain America is dead. It's very <laughs> obvious. I think everybody knows that Captain yeah. America is uh, going to exactly. come back to life or not actually have died one of those or the other. Yeah, exactly. And so I went into it with an open mind, and I I started the campaign, and it starts off with a very slow. You're at a convention. You you have to collect comic books to get VIP access to a to a deck. Are you, you are a, you Kamala? You're a Kamala. Okay. Uh, and and that part was like you know fine. There was, but I really would have liked it if it was less a little less linear and it allowed me to explore the area more and figure it out for myself. But it's, there's just a button you can hit that lights up where you're supposed to go. (laughs) Uh, and so then, and that's definitely the most Marvel thing ever is using comic books as a form of currency. Yeah. Uh, so, so that happens. And then there's a very short gameplay section where it introduces, it gives you a little bit of a taste of all of the uh, playable Avengers, uh, where um, the bridge scene, yeah, the bridge yeah. scene, That's which was in the demo, right? Yeah, it was in the beta. that was the beta, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so that happened. Um, but the combat is 
incredibly button mashy. The controls are unresponsive. The the game slows down so much. I like it run like sometimes when the frame drops, it'll drop to ten frames a second. Oh, it's like, um, it's like, it's like as I'm playing it, I just feel like I would rather be watching it. Yeah, yeah, to get the story. Yeah, and that's it. And that's all. Done. Like, and yeah. yeah. So it's like, I've heard from listening to other podcasts and reading about it that the game. It's kind of like World of Warcraft, where the game. You don't start playing the real game until you've fully explored all of the skill trees of your characters, and that's stupid. Yeah, but th- that's and that's like that's what I've heard. Yeah, and that's like the difference between like that's what I think makes this game not great mm-hmm. is because in World of Warcraft, leveling is fun. Yes, you're not like all powerful yet, but going through the leveling is really fun, and for some people, it is the funnest part of the game. I don't think anyone probably played this game and thought the leveling was fun. And yeah. while the campaign is good, if the fight, like I, I when I played the beta, I just stopped playing it because I just like the fight fighting wasn't fun. Yeah, it's I so wasn't enjoying myself. It's so simple. There's only two buttons, and you have a couple super moves, yeah. and that's it. It's like, like it, after playing Spider Man for the PS4, it which, all it makes me all this game is to me. It, I just see it as opportunity because yeah. I want. I would love for them to make a Spider-Man-esque game for each of the Avengers. You know, have a Captain America game where you really get to explore the combat for Captain America himself and do the same thing with Iron Man and Thor and and like Black Widow. But instead we like this is just you I feel like this. they're trying to they're trying to do too much um where they they don't know what to focus on where they have the campaign and the multiplayer side by side. Um and it's like the combat is just so like simple and straightforward there's it's it's only you basically button mash i was playing on normal and i there was very little thought a lot of the hitboxes are extremely generous and a lot of the like the dodge mechanic it's like in ghost of tsushima you have to be perfect you have to have perfect timing with your dodges yeah Mm. uh but in this i was i could be in the middle of an animation of an attack and hit dodge and still dodge and it's like it's like that doesn't feel rewarding it just feels like i'm i'm playing the combat only to get to the next cutscene. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's not that's not good. Yeah, so it, it made so like I said, it just made me feel like I want to be watching the movies, and mm-hmm. or, or like watching it as a movie. And the characters are still very well written and performed. Uh, you know, Troy Baker and and Nolan North doing their thing, but the characters at this like they felt like cosplay versions of the MCU movies. Yeah. And it's like I think one of the cool things about Marvel too is that you know you can have so many interpretations of the characters, and that there are so many different universes uh, that exist within you know the collective universe. Uh, but it just feels like I've seen it before. Yeah, in a in a non MCU universe, this people are going wild for this game because yeah. it would have been the first time we fully like explored any of these stories in like this cool way. But exactly because we have that what you know uh, an incredible lifelike representation of these characters already you know off the pages yeah it's like uh, yeah we already we already have an idea in our head of what these characters look like and now those characters those actors are so tied to those characters in my brain and a lot of people's brains that it's it's like these uh, because wasn't there was there a backlash correct me if i'm wrong about the characters 
appearances when the game was announced. When it was first announced, yeah. everyone said it was it was the porn parody versions of yeah, the, the characters. Yeah, the porn versions <laughs> of the characters. It's and just like the, they're the not wrong. The color's different, and that's it kind of thing. Like, yeah. And, the, and they're not wrong. And it's, it's like... Off. Even and not just with visuals, but in the performances too. Like they did a they did good, but it's the same good that Robert Downey Jr. already did with Iron Man. It's like I feel like I'm watching the same characters with a different coat of paint. Which is very interesting to think about because like I don't know, I'm thinking I'm not thinking about like this Spider Man game. We've seen Spider Man now in seven movies, but that game felt like a fresh representation of him the same thing with uh the bat like the arkham trilogy it felt those games felt like a completely fresh representation of batman but this game just feels like a knockoff yeah it's do you think maybe it's because they're trying for too many characters like the thing with arkham and spider-man is you have right. just and that's, Spider-Man and, and that's what i'm saying i would i really want them to do a game where they take each of the avengers and have just split them off and do their own games yeah. and focus on one because then it probably would have been yeah like I agree it would have been much better it feels like it's it's trying to live up to the hype of like the Infinity Saga like with the Marvel movies and yeah. just it can't come close so there have been ensemble hero games that work before all of the Lego Marvel games or like the Lego Star Wars game all those ensemble games they work each character feels unique and usually it has like one special attribute to them that makes them feel yeah. fun and the or, or the, like the marvel ultimate alliance games, the ultimate alliance yeah. games the x-men legends games that ensemble games can work and it feels like they just made everyone so samey to fit mm-hmm. in a specific mold it they they tr- tried to use the avenger the the mcu universe as almost as a marketing ploy for this like we'll make it close to that so people yeah. are like oh that's the captain america i know and i get to play as and not oh this is a different captain america or this is a different iron man like nolan norris iron man i felt like was literally just a ripoff of tone of of pretty uh, much robert downey jr's iron man i think in that aspect this game was cursed from the start it was just yeah and like yeah. i said they're tr- i think they're trying to focus on too many things because uh like this game is meant to be the multiplayer destiny, you know, looter shooter right. genre. But the problem is that a, the first of all, it, the multiplayer takes place after the actual campaign, like in, you know, for some, and then in some cases forcing you to play the campaign first. Uh, and I don't know how well this translates to the multiplayers and the later levels since I never actually got to that point. Um, but in the campaign, there's just a equip best loot button. Really? Yeah, so you, you hold down a button try? and it equips your best loot. So the point of your game, which is the loot, is nullified by this one button. So there's just not variety. It's yeah. just always like there is a best. Well, I and I think I think it does change later in the game because I bet builds become a thing and power becomes I think a big thing, but yeah, I mean, I that's I think. But if the if the if the process of getting there is is too so much of a grind, then what's the point? Right, right. I I think it's just that's a problem with looter art, like looter RPGs in general with end games. Is a lot of time you get into that like that idea of well, what's the point of this? I'm gonna get something better and in. in like three levels or whatever. Yeah. And that I'm sure that's why they included the just equip whatever is best for me right now because I'm not trying to build anything. But I feel like that's a game where being able to kind of like build something early might make the game more fun. Yeah. 
I don't know? know. I felt that way with at least. But it's like the the there's like very minimal exploration in the campaign yeah. missions themselves. So it's like the amount of extra loot that you do get is still just like okay, well, just let me equip whatever's best. And I think to the fact that the combat isn't satisfying doesn't help the game uh, because yeah. I, I I think a lot I like obviously this game's been car- compared a lot to existing leadership like like Destiny and mm-hmm. like in Destiny yeah in the beginning. Until you get to the like post campaign, the loot doesn't matter. But what does matter is the guns you're picking because of how they feel and how they shoot and how satisfying they are to shoot. And so that that's you don't care about that the loot doesn't matter. Yeah. Because the guns still kind of matter because it's that choice. Whereas in this game, it doesn't sound like anything. Nothing you get in the beginning of the game modifies the playing experience, so you have no reason no. to care about it. No, and there's, it. there are skill trees, but it only adds, like, another hit to your combo or whatever. Right, And it's right. like the characters themselves do feel, you know, rather, like, slightly unique from each other. They each have their own, uh, you know, fighting style and movesets. Like, Iron Man flies around, he uses primarily long-range attacks, and that's cool, mm-hmm. but... um, I lost my train of thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh... You don't get different upgrades for his lasers, right? No. Yeah, like it's not like you can pick. Oh, maybe I want missiles for a little bit because I got this high level missiles upgrade, mm-hmm. and then ooh, but now I've got laser. You know, you don't get that kind. Of, it's just the fighting's always the same. Yeah. The loot do, and like, and I think that's the problem with just this game being a loot driven game and trying like it seems like it probably just is because of the multiplayer at the end. Like, if it was just a story based game. Without any loot, yeah, I would have rather had either yeah. just a well, campaign or just a looter. Right. It's like the fact that they tried to do both, I think, ruins it. And I remember what I was going to say. It's uh, the fact that every, even though each character does have, you know, their own unique properties, they still all revolve around the same basic frame of a move set, where they have a weak attack combo, a strong attack combo, yeah. a long range attack, and that's it. And then they have a couple supers. Or heroics or whatever they have. Uh, and so, you know, playing as all of the characters didn't really feel, you know, that mm-hmm. different inherently. Uh, and, and besides all of that, the game itself is just horribly unpolished for a 2020 game. It's like subtitles don't match up with, yeah. with the voice acting. There was one scene where Bruce is shaved and he's transforming into the Hulk and at the end of that animation Hulk is shaved and then it cuts and cuts back and he has a beard. Bruce has a beard? Yeah, or the Hulk has a beard. And I'm like, huh. It looks like you used one model for this. Yeah, I heard the PC port is like garbage. Really? Yeah. Like it just crashes constantly. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, there's a lot of times when a character is speaking in a cutscene and there's just no facial animations. (laughs) The lips, lips are not moving. So sounds like quite the train wreck of a game. Well, yeah. I'm glad I didn't get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my recommendation is don't get it. Watch the cutscenes on YouTube. All right, it's because it is still a cool story. It's a nice Marvel campaign. Kamala is really awesome. Uh, but in kind of a similar vein, I feel like I've seen her character before in other other works. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. All right. All right. That is. Do not buy Marvel: The Avengers. Correct. And that's that's all I've been playing. I figured I'd end on that one because I knew it was gonna be the biggest. Be the biggest one, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, a lot of games that we just talked about that we had never previously brought up. So that's some cool stuff. 
Uh, all right. Do you guys want to wrap this up with some trivia? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So right before we started recording the podcast, <laughs> I realized I didn't do trivia. <laughs> so I very quickly scrounged together uh, some trivia based on Breath of the Wild because oh, okay. we were talking about uh, Age of Calamity. Age of Calamity. So I figured, why not? I like it. All right. So you guys ready for Breath of the Wild trivia? Let's yes. do it. Question number one. Enemy strength is determined by color. What color is the strongest enemy? So if you recall when you were playing the game, as you'd progress, you'd find enemies of different color and mm -hmm. there would be different strengths based on the color. Um, we're going to have... Andrew, you got to write something down here. I got something written down. All right, well, we're going to go with Andrew first. What color is the strongest color enemy? White. Derek? Red. Gold. It is gold. Adam <sighs> is correct. The gold ones are the strongest. Uh, there is like a silver that I think is the, the I think it goes red, blue, silver, gold, right? Is that I the think I'm not order? sure if, cause I've, if you guys played master mode y a nope. little bit. Yeah. Cause I, I don't think the gold ones show up until master mode. That'd be why I didn't know about it. Uh, so there, there might be a, no, gold there's definitely catch. a gold Lionel. In, oh, is there a gold yeah, Lionel? In 100%. Okay. I wasn't sure. Cause I know the whole point of master mode is that. The red enemies don't spawn anymore, and they're replaced yeah. by blue. It, Everything it, it is ditches, one higher. Yeah, it ditches the lowest tier, so the second lowest tier is now the lowest you'll find. Okay. Yeah. So it's supposed to be a. It plus everything regens health, so some of those bosses are a bitch. All right. Question number two: Who is Link's love interest in Breath of the Wild? Uh, yeah, this is a pretty straightforward question. Looks like everyone wrote something down real quick. Derek, who is Link's love interest? The fish girl. <laughs> Adam? <laughs> it's Mifa. Mifa. It's Mifa. Uh, I'm going to give a point to Derek for the fish girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, we, we know who it is. Uh, yeah, surprisingly, this is one of the few times that Link is his main love interest isn't Zelda, which is actually, I thought, was really cool. Um, I mean, in Majora's Mask, it's definitely title. No, totally. I thought it was the ranch girl. No, it's definitely Tattle. Uh, question number three. How many Korok seeds are in the game? It is a very high cost, not high cost, large numbered collectible. Uh, it looks like everyone's pretty already done with this. Adam, how many Korok seeds? Is it 900? Adam, uh, Derek? I said 300. It's it, 900. It is definitely 900. 900 not it's a lot. I gave up on trying to find Someone those. didn't collect many Korok seeds. Actually, Derek didn't even play this game. No, no I did, did play it. I played it on the... I know. Uh, it didn't have enough processing power to produce 900 Korok seeds. <laughs> <laughs> Question number four. What is the reward for collecting all 900 Korok seeds? You better give me a point for this one. Uh, you better get it right. If you if you go for a joke and it's not the right answer, then I'm not giving you a point. So it's on, it's on you to determine the value of what you're about to say. Derek... What, what's the reward for getting all 900 Korok seeds? Nothing. Adam? It's golden Korok poo. I said the golden poo. It is. <laughs> it's, but it's it, called Hestu's Gift. It is called Hestu's Gift, but it is a golden poo. poo. Uh, so Andrew and Adam both get a point. Adam, Derek, you're out. You only have one point. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew has three. Adam has four. Can Adam get another Perfect round. You chose Zelda trivia. Of course Adam's going to know. Question number five. There are two secret horses in the game. One of them is a skeleton horse. The other is a glowing mythical creature. What is this creature called? Oh, shit. Yes. There, 
It's got antlers. I know what it mm-hmm. is. I don't know what it's called, though. Can you think of the name of this mythical creature? Adam looks like he thought of something. That's something. Uh, Derek looks like he's thinking of a real funny joke <laughs> or trying <laughs> to. Um, Andrew thinking real hard. I got nothing. You got nothing? Well, you got to give me something. <sighs> All right. Derek, we're obviously going to have you go first here. Uh, I'm going to go with Zelda. <laughs> okay. A rideable Zelda. Andrew? <laughs> I'm also going with Zelda. Adam? Uh, it was like the Lord of the Mountain or something. It is, in it fact, is the Lord, the of, the Lord of the Mountain. Oh, yes. Adam, again, with a perfect score. Congratulations, Adam. Woo. Very well I remember done. finding that thing on a mountain. Cause I just saw like the giant aurora coming off the mountain. I'm like, yeah, I gotta go check that out. Yeah, I found him. It's a crazy looking thing. Uh, Tiebreaker question. What number game is Breath of the Wild in the Zelda franchise? Mainline games only. What constitutes a mainline game? Uh, it's not a side game. So Link's crossbow training doesn't count. That does not count. <laughs> I guess part of the timeline would make it. Uh, a mainline game? You know what a mainline Zelda game. This doesn't matter because Adam already won. So uh, does the copy of Four Swords that comes with Link to the Past GBA count? Or is it the copy that comes with GameCube that counts? What's your guess, Derek? <laughs> Do you have a guess? Uh, 24. Yeah. 17. 22? It's 19. Oh. Uh, 19, really? Yep. All right. Well, that wraps this up. Congratulations, Adam. Woo. Finally uh, racking up those wins. Yeah. What's that like now? Four? <laughs> uh, I think so. A- Andrew keeps track. He has yeah. a, a log somewhere. Um, I, I got two perfect games, so I think that counts for something. <laughs> that is pretty impressive. All right. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Game Sharks Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Game Sharks Podcast, and you can send us an email with any questions you may have, any trivia you may have for the boys, or just general comments on how you feel, how you feel about the podcast uh you can check out our website thegamesharks.com and with that we are thin oh come on what do you mean shark you later <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna say it every time <laughs> <laughs>